This month's podcasts are sponsored by Aubergine Legal. Do you sometimes worry that your business isn't meeting all its legal compliance requirements and wonder if you're ticking all the legal boxes? Are you losing sleep worrying about a piece of legislation that you may or may not be complying with? Perhaps you need some help with your client contracts or your data protection compliance. Or maybe you're worried that your website doesn't have the right documents or legal notices in the right place. Perhaps you have a brand that you want to protect with a trademark. How about if you could outsource it all and eliminate all of your worries? If so, then get in touch with Aubergine Legal, a friendly commercial legal consultancy offering practical and clear commercial legal advice without the overwhelming legal jargon, taking the worry away and helping you to protect your business and minimise your risks. Aubergine offers a free 30-minute consultation if you have any questions or want to find out if they can help. And you can access this link and book your free 30-minute call via the link in the show notes. Welcome to the Bring Your Product Ideas to Life podcast. Practical advice and inspiration to help you create and sell your own physical products. Here's your host, Vicky Weinberg. Shannon Reed reconnects people with their often outsourced creativity by bringing their ideas to life in fibre art form. She also teaches them to do this for themselves and hold safe spaces to allow our creativity to support our wellness. So hi Shannon, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Vicky, for having me. I'm delighted to be here today. Oh, I'm delighted that you're here. So <laughs> let's start. I've given obviously given a bit of an introduction to you, but it'd be fantastic if you could um, expand on that, introduce yourself, and also talk a bit about your business and what you sell, please. Thank you. Um, my business is Mockingbird Makes, and it is uh, about handcrafts, and I crochet, and I knit, and I make pom-poms, and I bring people's ideas to life. That's what I'm doing now. But the way it came about was um, as a means to support my own mental health. So often uh, we put aside playful things in our adulthood. We think that's what an adult, being an adult is, is to put aside things that we might have liked doing in our childhood. When I went into therapy, my therapist asked me, is there anything that I enjoyed doing when I was younger and I did enjoy being very creative I just never thought it was a productive thing to do and I never thought I was any good at it and so those were two criteria that I thought one needed to be creative and um, so when she suggested that I picked up knitting and um, really really found that it really helped me it was something that I could expand on from my childhood and and also crochet and so on. And it gave me, because I had young children at the time, it gave me a sense of uh, physical output, a physical accomplishment that I could see in front of me. The process of learning and um, challenging myself was really rewarding. But it was also something that didn't have anything to do with the corporate world or anything like that. It was solely my thing. And it, it was something I could do with my hands. So that I didn't have to set up. I didn't have to have an easel up or paints out that would dry out if I didn't put them away. These sorts of things. All this criteria was met. And as I got better at it, it became very, very meditative. And then I discovered that I was quite good at it. This is a place where I could filter, where I could channel my perfectionist. <laughs> and being and using then, um, 
I had to have an excuse for making because once again, that productivity measurement was still in my mind. So I started gifting them people's birthdays. It would, could be cross-stitch, could be whatever it was, gifting came along and, and the feedback was wonderful. And then someone suggested I started selling them and I sold a few things. But the turning point was to become a brand, to become a business, was when a friend of mine set up a gender-neutral clothing company and needed hats in the colours of her line that she was producing for her big launch. And so I said, yes, and went ahead and did that and decided that that was when I should have an A and I should have a, a company and I should have an Instagram account and, you know, the things that make you official, whatever that is, um, a logo and so on. And and that was a mission that I accomplished in a very short time because I had a deadline. I had to get it done. So it was very good for me to get into the mode of um, better done than perfect. That was That was really helpful for me, having that short deadline. Um, I dust a lot of confidence confidence coming out of the corporate world and going into the child becoming a mum and raising children and didn't really think that I could go back into that world. So this was a beautiful way for me to start building my life again in my on my own terms and in my own way. And as a, as an aside to that, um, the production, the creation, the following my intuition, getting feedback from customers, ideas from customers to turn into reality. I also discovered the process of creativity and how beneficial that could be for others. And so outside of my product business, I do a lot of wellness work as well, which is um, very, very rewarding. Um, but now I make bespoke mostly. I do have an Etsy account where I can, where I sell my ready-made items. Um, but working bespoke is my greatest joy because it links into uh, allowing others to reclaim their own creativity, even if they don't make for themselves. They can have an idea, go from an idea into reality. And so their creativity is channeled, is, is brought to life. I know that that's something that you're very passionate about, is seeing ideas come to life like that. And, and it's, we have that in common, being, uh, whether it's doing it ourselves or, or seeing them come through from one person to another is really rewarding. So Bespoke is my main way that I work, and um, which has its own challenges than, than being able to formally set out how much stock I need for a certain thing and, and, and being able to measure the profit margins down to the nth degree. So I work very intuitively and am slowly building up my profit margins and slowly building up that side of it. First of all has been the work and secondly has come the feasibility. Yeah. And that's I because I'm in the very privileged position of being in a partnership where I have another income. So I don't want anyone to take this as a, oh, 
possible, that's what I need to do now if you're starting up from scratch with no support and so on. So I interrupted you though, Vicky. Go ahead. Oh no, no, so I mean I was going to say with the pricing, I guess some of it it's I guess it's intuition, but I guess also some of it is obviously experience because you I guess the longer you're doing this, you can kind of judge more, okay, well my materials for this project will cost this and it will take me this amount of time. Um I'm sure that most people, whether they have a set pricing model or not, often undercharge in the beginning because it's so easy to underestimate your time and, you know, what it's going to take to complete a project. So I, I, I agree that I'm sure that a lot of what you do is intuition, but I think that's probably built on your experience as well. Because remind me, Shannon, how long have you been doing this for now? Um, I had a four-year birthday in no, October, but November last year. Yes, yeah, so obviously you've got all of that experience to draw on and were you doing bespoke from the start or did you start Mm. right from the day one okay well actually for me bespoke felt like lower risk because I while my individual purchasing of products of, of materials might be higher because I'm not buying them bulk uh the risk of do they want it is much lower so that's how I started, was I will make you what you want rather than me knowing what is wanted out there. And so that's where the intuitive meets um, experience is that I didn't do and I didn't research whether this business was a viable option from the beginning. And I don't like to say that because I get embarrassed about saying that. But it was such a drive that I wanted to be able to do this, but that's how I approached it, was how can I give you what you want and then um, if that's popular, I can. So I think the first couple of my years were really live market research and really gathering consumer insights in a live backwards and forwards way, um, if you wanted to give terminology to it. <laughs> Um, me, I was just following my nose, but there we go. We can we can call that what it is. Because <laughs> you mentioned you have some off-the-shelf items as well. And are the off-the-shelf items kind of, um, so what am I trying to say? Have you, have you used your knowledge of what people are buying bespoke to kind of dictate what the off-the-shelf items are? Yeah. Yes, that's right. So it's things that are popular that I know that are regular buyers at different times of year or whenever they might be. I will make sure that I have a, a, a bit of stock in of those so that they're ready to go for people. Yeah. And how do you balance that? So creating your stock that's on your Etsy store and is available sort of year round versus the bespoke, how do you manage that in, t- in terms of your time? Um, it's, it's not a science at all. It's very much an art. It's very much, you know, I still have children at home I still have to juggle different things and so I'm mostly led by my bespoke orders and then when I get a gap, I will look at my stock and see what I need. Um, And there's a lot of stock that I have that isn't even on my Etsy because I haven't got round to doing the text for it and doing the copy and and doing the photos for it as well. So there's, you know, this is all rolling. It's all rolling. It's all going on. And I did spend a lot of time not wanting to start things because I couldn't do it properly or completely. And I've taken that requirement away from myself a lot and um, 
have gone, look, my, you know, my branding is not high end. My photographs are not all really great and so on. But it's what can I do? What can I put out there to, and what can I manage? What can I manage? What is enough for me? So it's always coming from my boundaries and what works for me um, and allowing that to be the leader of my business rather than um, it's, it's, a, it's a balance, but rather than the market as such. And is there an element in there? It sounds like there possibly is an element of what you enjoy as well, because I'm getting from speaking to you, I kind of feel that the bespoke work is what you love. Um, so I, it kind of makes sense to me that your business is led by that because that's the work that you truly enjoy. So yeah, that does make that does make total sense, mm, I think. It is very much. I love, um, so there's, the, there's a phrase that I came across recently, which I know that I do called shop blocking. Whereas you talk about something that's really, really exciting and then people have no way to go and buy it. And that often happens with me because I am so excited about something that um, I just want to share it with people and then I haven't, still haven't got a link or it is, um, you know, my orders, I've got too many orders on or something or something. And so having, I'm getting better at having processes. I'm getting better at thinking through and thinking in advance and having strategy and having planning um, in place. But it's um, it's not as exciting as meeting someone who goes, oh, I love what you did there. Do you think we could do this and this? And so I, at the moment, um, one of my favorite things is to make yogis. We're on we're on podcast. You can't see, but Vicky can see behind me. One sitting on my shelf. And um, these have been um, they started off as black yogis for uh, which has really been amazing for me to understand how much representation matters and the fact that um, black-skinned yogis have not been seen in this form before um, to a great extent um, was really, really powerful. So so um, being able to create something that is really emotive and beautiful and, and really uh, life-affirming for people is because my greatest gift. That would be my greatest gift. How wonderful is is that to be able to do that? And so when I think of making um, 20 unicorns and putting them on Etsy um, to be sold as a, as a transactional thing, it doesn't have as much thrill for me. I mean, it's unicorns, so how could it not have a thrill? You know, when the first time I got a, a direct payment into my bank account that said Rainbow Unicorn, I thought, well, look, I've made it. This is it. This is... <laughs> I've made my life. This is what I want to be doing. Um, but there is a difference. And sometimes I, I can do a little bit of not so much the smartest thing by, for example, shop blocking, whereas not having my stock ready. But I would rather have the connection with the people that I'm doing it with. So I have to balance that 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 correctly. I have a strong drive to connect with people and be working with them. But I also need to have a production line at, to a certain extent of things that are have you know are ready to go and and so on. So I get better and better at that with more experience. But I don't want to cut off that connection. That's what the whole that's the whole thing about what I'm doing is about, and um, and just working on how to make that more profitable so I can continue to do that 
uh, and and keep keep the business going has been a lot of what I worked on last year, which was really successful, which has been really great. Yeah, and I saw the yogis on your website actually, and I thought they were lovely because I've never seen anything so unique. And like you said, they're also really representative as well, which I hadn't, which I don't think I've seen before in many, if any, handcrafted products. Um, mm. I just thought they were really unusual and yeah and I can totally see why it's lovely to create products where people can see themselves in them Mm, mm. and what was the inspiration for those if you don't mind me asking um it was a direct request from Donna Noble who is a leading yoga teacher in the country at the moment and she is leading the way in um, equality and inclusion in all sorts of diversity in terms of body size and shape and yoga is for everybody and um, and she said we she saw one of the other figurines that I'd made I've made some statues and some goddess um, figurines and and um, and so on some beautiful work for people and she thought you know I'd like I'd like a yogi and so um, I made one from her and she and she shared it and we went from there and then you would have you may have seen if you were talking about a picture of the yogis that are lots of different yogis in one place um, those were all future orders that people have gone oh well I usually wear gray when I'm thing and can I have a pink yoga mat or and I have I have my hair down can I have my hair long or short or up or you know and then it went on from there and to um, even a a businesswoman with her sunglasses and her mobile phone and her oh, what's the brand anyway her designer handbag which was very you know it was very clear to see which design it was and her high heel shoes I mean you know this is me getting a bit silly on it but I loved it making look at this I'm like showing my boys look at what I've made I've made a tiny pair of high heel shoes oh my god that's so cool. <laughs> that's really cool and why not get silly with it as well I mean why you know it's fun it should be fun and this is um, maybe a personal was a personal because I crochet as well myself I'm self-taught um so do you actually so you you're not following patterns by the sounds of it as well you're sort of designing your own pieces is that right um, I'm I, will, very I will look at pa- I will look at patterns all the time I will look at patterns from here and I'll look at patterns from here and I'll go back to here um and pull out the pieces that I need. So no, this is not just, uh, but there are some times, there are some times when I have enough space and I have enough calm around me and the time is just right and the moon is in the right place or whatever is going on, I don't know. I'd like to put it, I'd like to bottle these times, but I haven't been able to yet. Where I can sit down and I think it's from experience, I can sit down and I can go, okay, the next row needs to be like this. The next row needs to be like this. Yes, that shape is good. Yep. And it, and then it flows. So there are times that I, I, I do that um, when I'm in flow. When I'm in flow. And uh, I'd like to be able to do that on purpose much more. But, you know, experience will bring that as well. Yeah. Thank you. No, thank you for explaining that. I was just really curious because I've never seen patterns for a lot of the things that you create. So I was, yeah, just wondering where mm-hmm. that came from. But taking bits and lots of places totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk a little bit about how you manage these bespoke orders. So what's the process when someone contacts you and says, I'd like you to make something for me? How does that work? Yeah. Um, a year ago or even 
18 months ago, I probably wouldn't have been able to articulate that. But I have, as I said, I'm becoming more process focused. And not, that's not just for me to be efficient, but it's also for the customer to have as little time answering questions from me as possible. Because in the beginning, I would be like, oh, and what about this? And then come back later, oh, but I forgot this. What about this? So now I have... I take my time before I go back to someone to think through all the things that they will need to choose about this item or think about or and so on and try and simplify those questions down as much as possible. Because this is my perfectionist coming in, I would want to get it right for them. But most, not most, sometimes I just annoy people with too many questions. So I'm aware of trying to do that. So the, so the email comes in, I would like to do this. Um, and and then I come back with some ideas. Have I understood you correctly? This is what I've done in the past. What do you like out of these? And then um, it, it will depend on what time of year it is. If it's uh, coming close to Christmas, I will say this is my turnaround time. I'm going to put you in a holding pattern right now if, to hold your place. Here's my deposit. Please, please pay this deposit to hold your place. And then we will come, I will come back to you when I am ready to order your materials for you. And we will sign off on that and do that. Um, when it's less than that, I'm not so rigid with my, my timings and so on. So um, looking at the process, then I will, so we will agree in, in, in theory what the components are. I will quote on, on that and take a deposit. Then uh, I will order the materials if I don't already have them in stock. So there's a bit of turnaround time there if necessary. Once those materials are in, my lockdown process is to then show them by some screen, video or, or um, photograph and as natural light as possible, which is can be hard when you have to factor in screens and so on. Um, what we've got and just say, here we go, it's arrived. Because I like people to keep part of the process as well. Yeah, it's like nice. This is the stage I'm at. We are here and, and, and I'm thinking about this for you. And this is what, and I've had these ideas in the meantime, what do you think? And so on. And then halfway through, we might do a like, little update. Look, here we go. And then, um, and then, End, end, end process of I finish, take photos for them, send them through or um, wait until I post them out and then send them photos that they can use if they want to talk about it um, and so on. What I used to love doing, of course, when we're not in lockdown is meeting up with people so they can get their hands on the wool and the yarn and see the colours in light and have a whole table covered this is a bit exciting. The whole table covered with yarn and then pick and choose and put them together and, and that is, is a lovely process that I miss doing with people. Um, it's, it all makes it part of the part of the part of the game for me. Um, but of course the you know, doing it this way means less time. It is quicker for me to get these processes done. So swings and roundabouts. You know, yeah, and it yeah. does sound like you've adapted really well and you have a really good 
process in place i think it's really lovely the amount that you check in with people because there's nothing worse than ordering something on say etsy and then two or three weeks goes by and you haven't heard a thing and you think yeah. have they got my order is it coming yeah. um so yeah. i think it's really nice and especially because your work's bespoke i guess it's so personal mm. to people as well whether it's for them mm. or whether it's for gift it's yeah so i think that's really nice that you've built that into your process Mm, no, it's very important for me. And maybe just a little girl in me would like some recognition. Who knows? But in whichever way it is, it works really well. I, I imagine myself as a customer whenever I can. I imagine myself as a customer. And I'm putting my trust, especially with bespoke. It's like, oh, I have my ideas translated. Is that, did we agree on that? Is that what it's going to be looking like? Will, it, will I? And then um, also... If I'm investing a decent amount of money, um, I want to know that it, I want to have the feeling of excitement that something is coming. So that joy and knowing that someone is thinking about me, that is considering keeping me in mind, all of those things I, 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 I want to give to my customers that this is a relationship in a way that we're having, for, you know, not to put anybody off, but you know, <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It is a. It's a communication. It's a relationship of sorts for that short period of time. That is that. Um, that they are held. What their ideas are held. That they are. That they. Um, that the love and the care is going into it. It's really important to me for them to know that. Yeah, and also as a maker, and I know this probably isn't your primary motivation, but also as a maker, I guess it's nice to have that checking in before you get to the end. And someone goes, oh, actually, that's the wrong shade of green or, you know, whatever the thing mm. is. Um, it, it certainly allows for that to happen. It, it allows for that to, 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 um, to any adjustments. Or actually, I'm glad you got in touch because I was thinking we haven't talked about the shoes yet. And would it be okay to do this? It's like, oh, yeah, well, I haven't started that yet. So, yes, that's fine. We could do that. You know, anything yeah. like that can come along. And how long, um, and I know this is probably like a how long is a piece of string question, but generally how long does it take you to create a bespoke order in terms of the actual, the, the making time? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, if, yeah, that can be, it can be a lot of hours. I made a beautiful um, Ursula, Ursula, the octopus woman. Um, I made one for a very dear customer friend, and I wanted it to be special and I did lots of beading and I took my time and really allowed that process to unfold and to let Ursula tell me what she wanted to be, which I was so grateful to have the trust of my client to do that. Um, and I didn't count how many hours that was um, because it was quite a lot. Um, but I, I um, allowed that as um, CPD, so that's continued professional development for me experience building and um and so on so that was quite a few hours uh if i was to make this yogi this yogi nobody can see the yogi i'm pointing to the yogi that's sitting beside me is a um a a basic style where people could choose their color and their mat a color clothing and color mat and hairstyle and so on would be under four hours for for that from start to be, start to finish. Okay. 
okay thank you I was just very curious and I will make sure that there are links to your website and your Etsy store in the show notes people can actually go and have a look at your yogis and all your other products as well that's okay so your um so your bespoke products are on your website and your off-the-shelf products on Etsy if I got that right my um bespoke products are via dm on instagram or emailing me so um it's via email and um ideas for what you might like are all on my instagram account so ideas of what have been made before are all there my um there's some stuff on my website but it's not a shopping website we we do you do need to actually email me and get in touch with me if you want something bespoke Um, whereas all of my ready-made stuff is on Etsy that you don't need to interact with me at all you can just buy it <laughs> and I do have one yogi on on there at the moment um, but anyone can message me as well through my Etsy site to 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 say oh I saw this and can we do something else so perfect and your website um of course because I've obviously taken a look at your website also talks about some of the services you offer um so should we just talk about those briefly and how and what you do and how it kind of connects with with this side Mm. of the business I'd love to um because I'm very passionate about creativity for wellness and how creativity can support our mental health and I think it's um when we had our first lockdown the data that came back was that the two things that people most took up in their time to support themselves was exercise and creativity. Um, they did, might not have counted how many loaves of bread was made, but anyway, exercise and creativity were definitely in there as one of the highest things. And I think it speaks a lot to us that our health is really important and they are both part of our health. So my the way that I do that is I speak often whenever I can about the benefits of wellness that creativity brings and I um, host women's events for called creative conversations which is the combination of a women's listening circle where we get to listen and connect with each other in a very very safe container so I've been a facilitator for um, I trained as a facilitator maybe 20 years ago now gosh a lot of the years to say um and i have continued facilitating so that's a theme that has run through even though i was in the corporate world as an innovation and creativity facilitator for corporates to come up with ideas and implement really big bold new ideas the um the thread of creativity has come through and i'm still facilitating and holding safe spaces for people and safe spaces are needed for new ideas to come up, which is what I was doing pre-children and in my corporate career, holding incredibly safe spaces because new ideas can be very vulnerable. And now I hold spaces that are very, very safe emotionally and very, very nurturing and nourishing for women and um, with the intention of them having connection to themselves and to each other that power is incredibly powerful and also a space to create. Now the creating is not um, compulsory. You can just come and be and share, enjoy the meditation, enjoy the shared conversation and enjoy the gratitude practice and, and, and so on practices that I do within it. 
Um, but it isn't. You are invited to bring something along, especially something that you have abandoned, such as um, maybe from childhood or maybe even recently an abandoned project that you can re-pick up because that's a powerful message to ourselves that we are reclaiming and, and no longer abandoning ourselves. And using that creativity, when we work with our hands in a non-urgent way, we are giving signals to our body that we are safe and so our nervous system can, sh can switch from fight or flight to rest and digest. And right now we are in a crisis in the UK that is ongoing, that has become from acute to chronic. So we need to consciously work very, very hard to reduce our nervous systems out of stress and into calm to allow us to have the resilience to carry on with what we've got to face in the future. So this is health. This is basic health right now. It used to be like a lovely thing to compliment, to really, really have, but this is now we really need to step into doing this consciously to make sure we are looking after ourselves. So my women's groups do that in that way. And then I host a free small business huddle, which is on every Thursday. It's free. It's on Zoom. It's only for 45 minutes. The group is very, very welcoming and beautifully kind and generous and warm. And we are, while we're businesses, it's a place for businesses to rest. It's a place for businesses to take their masks off, to drop their shoulders, to come and say, it's been really hard this week. And to really have that as another safe space to be. And we connect beautifully in this month. I'm not sure when this is going out, if it's still January. Uh, we are hosting an event called Find Your January Joy. So 31 businesses, one business for each day, are giving away or making special offers for all of our followers, one per day from a business per day, as a way to spread some joy in this month. And that network keeps me sane. We've been doing it from the beginning of the first lockdown. It's a weekly thing where we check in with each other and it is a beautiful, beautiful space. So that has been really, really important to me. And I also mentioned to you before we started, I think, about my creativity for wellness. InstaLive, which is a place where it's a, I share my platform with black voices, with women in business who... Um, can have some more airtime and we talk about what creativity means to them and it's just a delight. It's absolutely delightful. Um, so that's all I can think about at the moment of in terms of my other things. Oh, and um, yes, and speaking and hosting creativity for wellness things like tomorrow evening I am working and hosting a WI evening. I work with the WI quite a lot at a reduced rate to speak for them and to support their women um, on creativity for wellness on Zoom calls and so on. So, yeah, I love it. Yeah, I can tell, Shannon, because obviously I can see, you know, everyone else can't see you, but I can, you are, I can see you're <laughs> beaming and you look really lit up, which is lovely. To, and you say that's all. I mean, you're doing an incredible amount and so needed. I mean, for context, so we're recording this in January 2021. This will go out a, a bit later. Um, I know that I have listeners who are in creative businesses, Shannon. So we will make sure that we get links to all of 
all of this in the show notes because I'm sure there'll be people listening who you know really love the sound of what you do and perhaps you know need a bit of what it is you're offering mm. like the safe spaces so are your groups for um for creative business owners is are you open to all business owners or creative businesses absolutely every business owner absolutely oh wow every. yeah that's amazing so, yeah I may well join you one week <laughs> please do please come and you know um, when times are tough and when the kids are home and if they're not whatever but pyjamas are welcome gin is welcome children are welcome that's the criteria with <laughs> oh, it's amazing it's all welcome yeah it's it's just that it's just a place where we can step off the treadmill for a moment and know that we're not alone and know that um we're all human and it's quite really, especially I'm speaking specifically about the small business huddle and what I find is really lovely is people come along and they've seen Instagram accounts and they've seen these people and then they get to meet the people in person and they go, oh, you're not as far away from me as I thought or you're not as different from me or this, you know, you're just like me as well and I can do that too. And, oh, you struggle with thinking that too. Oh, my goodness, that's amazing. And it just, it's a wonderful leveler and amazing confidence builder for other businesses to work together in that way. That the unspoken support that is there is really, is really, really amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of networking and connection. And yeah, I think for all the reasons you said, and it's just so good for our well-being, especially now when we're all so isolated to just connect. I mm-hmm. mentioned before we spoke that just seeing you on my Zoom screen today is just to give me such a boost yeah. just to see yeah. someone and have a conversation. So yeah, I think everything you're doing is amazing. And I, I will be sure it's all linked up in the show notes so people can find you. Um, yes. And do you have time for one final question before we yes, finish? Yes. Okay, so I would love to know, Shannon, what your number one piece of advice would be for someone else looking to start a products business and perhaps specifically a creative product business as well, as that's your speciality. Um, I think I think this is not very original idea, but I think it's really powerful, and that's knowing your why and being really, really honest about why you want to do it and not dismissing it. So not dismissing it. I can very easily dismiss that. I could have very easily dismissed that my why for starting my business was just because I wanted to keep making. I could have dismissed that and gone, that's not a good enough excuse. That why has kept me going through the four years of not necessarily making a lot of money, um, not necessarily, you know, in the beginning even having good profit margins or anything else like that. But it has brought me to the places that I want to go to. And um, I did, at the end of last year, I thought of not making any more and stepping more into the coaching and wellness side of things. And then I woke up one day heartbroken at that idea. And it is still wanting to make it is still wanting to make so I still make room for that I'm also using that as a way to get out into the world to build my confidence to build my network to build my world and and so um one thing I'm doing 
outside of or as Shannon Reed as opposed to Mockingbird makes is that I am delivering monthly sessions on um, an energy healing forgiveness technique called Ho'oponopono, which is a Hawaiian um, practice. And that is as part of Tamu Thomas, who is Live360. She is running a year-long course called Sovereign. And I'm, once a month, I am supporting her women by doing that part of it. And without being and doing and this, just follow your heart. Follow your heart and trust that what you want is okay and that you don't know what's going to come from it, but nothing will come from it if you don't do it. I think that's great advice. Thank you so much. Um, I do think that's great. And also, I mean, I can tell throughout this whole conversation how much you love making. So it makes total sense to me that you would still carry on making. In fact, I mean, I've only met you an hour ago. And if you were to tell me that you were going to stop <laughs> making tomorrow, I would be shocked because I can see how much it means to you. So, yeah, I think that's I think that's fantastic advice. And it's yeah, it's evident that you're that you're doing that. So thank you so, so much for all that you've shared today and for all that you're doing. Um, and I'll be sure, as I said, um, to have links to absolutely everything in the show notes so that people can come and find you. And what's the best social media channel to get you on if someone's listening to this and they think, oh, I'd love to go and find more about Shannon. Where where should they head to? Yeah, head straight to Mockingbird underscore makes on Instagram. Mockingbird, sorry. Yes, Mockingbird underscore makes on Instagram. And I'm very interactive there. So my DMs are open um, for customers and um, other small business creators alike. Um, I love sharing my, my tips and ideas. I had someone come and ask me about this um, January event that we're doing and um, was really happy to share all the tricks and so on that we've done. To, not tricks, but, you know, all the tips of making it, making it work, which was really that really lovely so yeah love being there oh thank you so much Shannon and thank you for, for all you shared and for all that you do thank you Vicky very much for having me on this I'm loving what you're doing I think that your services and your resources and your support here for small businesses is um, a fabulous and really really valuable um, idea and offering so thanks Vicky very much oh thank you that's really kind of you thank you Hi, thank you so much for listening. As always, I would absolutely love to know what you thought of this episode. Please do remember to rate and review the show and also, most importantly, subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. And as a reminder, I release a new episode every single Friday. So take care and look forward to speaking to you again then. If you've been inspired to start a podcast in 2024, I really recommend my podcast host, Captivate. Captivate were my top pick when I started podcasting four years ago because of how easy it was for a complete novice like me to get started. I've stuck with them for the last four years because Captivate is still really simple to use. They keep adding great new features like the ability to share ads like these and they've just been really reliable. So when you're ready to start your own podcast, you can use the link in the show notes and get a free seven day trial with Captivate.